Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Your co-hosts, Jamie Albright and Sarah Rosette, couldn't be more different. In fact, they're a study in contrasts. However, despite all of their differences, they agree that sharing what they wish they'd known, both the good and the bad, is the key to moving forward. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Them podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And we're here today. And our guest um, today is Danny Sanchez. She's the owner of Wildfire Marketing Solutions. And it's a PR company that represents authors. And she's my PR person. I thought it would be really cool to have her on to um, kind of tell what a PR person does. Uh, I didn't know before I started using one. And I think there are a lot of authors that really don't know what to expect from their PR people and, um, and their marketing people. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm really excited. I think you guys are going to really love the, the interview. Yeah, it's a really good interview. She talks about um, common mistakes she sees authors making, and we talk about trends in publishing and marketing and kind of how she's seen things change, and so I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah, she's been around for a while, so she's seen a lot of things come and go and come back again. Yeah, and she's not a writer, so she has a completely different outlook on it. Yeah, and I... you know, when we started doing this podcast, that's one of the things we wanted to do was not just have writers on, mm-hmm. uh, but industry people, because, mm-hmm. you know, there are things we can learn from everyone. And um, we tend to get in our little holes or ruts with our, you know, <laughs> we listen to the same podcast or we read the same articles, we talk to the same people. And I think it's cool when we can get somebody sort of from outside of our sphere to yeah. come in and give us some information. So yeah. tell us what's been going on with you this week. Well, um, I am working on, I'm in the middle, like the middle third of the book I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was getting all tangled up and wrinkled and not going well. And I had to go back and kind of smooth things out. And because with a mystery, I've got all this stuff that like, if somebody says they're in the dining room and they're not supposed to be in there, then that people, readers will go, oh, that's a clue. They're lying. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. it's like all these things have to be very specific. So I had to go back and kind of fix all these details. And um, I usually try not to do too much of that and just keep going to the Mm -hmm. end. But this one, I had to work it out. So yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. So working through all the details in the saggy middle, that's not that much fun, but no, it's gotta be done. Not at all. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Uh, Just kind of, as I said last week, you know, just sort of dealing with some emotional stuff, but uh, I've, I've been working and um, yeah, so it's good. It's good. You know, it's just slow and, and I'm giving myself a little bit of grace and just kind of going on. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is I have four books and a box set that I can market and uh, I've been doing that and things have been going really well with that. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at right now. So. Yeah. Well, I think people appreciate the honesty. So I think that's very yeah. cool. Well, um. hopefully. <laughs> 
we'll find out. Hopefully, yeah. So um, I was also going to say we also have the website. So if anybody wants to oh, make yeah. comments on the the different episodes, it's at um, wish I'd known for writers.com and you can comment on the episodes and let us know what you thought of the what we talk about and then recommend any guests or any um, topics you want us to talk about. So that's always there for you. Yeah, that would be great. And on the wish I'd known, the ID, there's no apostrophe because they won't let us put it in. So uh, it's just wish I'd known for for writers. Yeah, bad um, grammar, but, you know, that's yeah, the way it exactly. is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You think I did it. Um, also, if you haven't uh, left a review or rated us, that would be awesome. Um, that's how we get visibility. We we got a kind of a nice surprise last week and got some more visibility that we didn't expect. So that was fun. And um, yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we do so much. I'll, I just love getting the comments that, you know, how much people are enjoying it um, yeah. because that was our goal. You know, we don't, we don't want to just be sitting here as much as I like to talk to Sarah talking to ourselves. So. <laughs> That's right. We want to actually help people and exactly. kind of help um, people figure out what works and what doesn't. and what's a good idea and what's not maybe. Right. So. And with that in mind, we'll get right to the interview. We'll see y'all later. Danny Sanchez has always been an avid reader and passionate about her family and wine. Before coming to publishing, she spent many years working in business management, sales, and marketing for Fortune 500 companies. Since making the move to publishing, she has helped countless authors build their strategies, strategize for success, and reach their dreams of hitting the USA Today New York Times, and Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Hey, Danny. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're excited to talk to you about all things about marketing and publicity. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how um, you got started working with writers? Yes. So um, I started probably about, I don't know now, probably seven years ago, maybe more than that. So I actually started... Um, it was started as a blog. So I started as a blogger way back when, um, as a hobby. And then I got in touch with, um, a person who owned Inkslinger at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and she kind of brought me on. And so I was with Inkslinger for years and, um, was doing PR with them. And so that's how I got started. I was with Inkslinger for like six years. Um, And then, you know, last year, our CPA was like, okay, you can't be a contractor anymore. You either have to start your own business or be a W-2 the way the tax law, you know, the tax laws are going. So I was like, well, I love my clients way too much, so I'm not going to have a job. Um, So I started my own business. Um, But no, that's, I mean, that's what I've been, that's kind of where, what got me started into the writer's world of everything. I mean, I've been in marketing my whole career but um that's just kind of what got it on okay so the so that's um wildfire marketing right is what your company that you started so tell us a little bit about what you do for authors okay so um I really kind of cater to what the author's need is so each author is a little bit different right I don't kind of it's not a really cookie cutter I try not to make it a cookie cutter shape thing so you know um 
I kind of when I talk to when I talk to authors, I'm I'm pretty much like, okay, it's not like when you go to one of those subdivisions and each house is the same thing. Um, I try not to make it that way. <laughs> I really try to look at what the author's goals and needs are, and then cater to what that is. So not every author is going to be the same, and so that's the thing. I really take my corporate background of business management and marketing, and use those techniques and tactics and really work with what an author needs. So if it's strategy and planning, really working on that. If it's really working on the ads and ad copy and <clears throat> diving into what we can do to help you know, grow the readership, which everybody wants to grow readership, but looking at those singular goals and seeing how we can help achieve those singular goals. And each author's goals are a little bit different. I mean, everybody has the main goal of making more money, but how to get there is a little bit different for each person. Um, and so that's what I do is just really looking at the business management and strategies on how to help each author. Um, and like I said, each person's goals are different. You can have somebody who's like, I've never gotten into audio before. I want to build my audio. Um, I've never... I've always been KU. I want to go wide. So how do we do that? Um, you know, I want to grow my wide audience. I want to grow my newsletter. So like I said, each person is a little bit different. So just making sure I look at those strategies. Um, yeah. Probably be really beneficial because as authors, we're so head down, focused on what we're doing. It's probably really good to have somebody else come in, especially with your background, because maybe you can give the bigger picture view. And um, that's kind of what this podcast is about. We want to look at the big picture. So do you find that, that you're able to look at, you know, an author and say, okay, well, here's some, something you could do in this area that maybe they haven't thought of before. That's what I try to do. So I try to really look at, yeah, just kind of like the big picture. Um, and not authors will come in and do that. Some of them are just like, okay, well, I only have this release and that's what I, you know, I can only look at the right now. And I really try to broaden it and be like, okay, well, you really have to look at six months, nine months down the road because you have to be able to take what you want to do nine months from now and really incorporate it into what you're going to do right now because what you're going to release right now is going to help you nine months down the road. Um, so, yeah, it is really looking at those strategies and those big pictures to help them know that it's not just the now. Like there is more that you have to be planning for for that next step and those next steps and the next steps. And so that is what I try to do. I'm always trying to say, okay, let's look at our big picture. So now I have the majority of my clients that have at least the better part of 2020 planned knowing, okay, this is what we need to do, or at least the first half. Okay. So I know I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to do this just so we have some things planned. I know I'm going to focus or even just their focus goals. I know I need to focus on A, B, and C. Yeah. Um, so it helps a little bit better. Instead of planning on, okay, I know I'm going to release a book. I don't know when, but I know I want to <laughs> release a book like before March. But I don't have anything else. Like I don't have a sale planned. I don't, you know, and sometimes that happens. So it's just really trying to get them in, holding them in and be like, okay, let's focus and get this in. You know, so yeah. Well, do you have yeah. any aspirations to write yourself? Oh no. 
<laughs> okay, short answer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I, I'll help plot and come up with ideas with, with um, my clients, and we'll go through things back and forth. I mean, just yesterday, I messaged Natasha, and I was like, okay, Natasha Madison, and I was like, okay, you have this hockey, you know, she's, she's spinning off from her hockey romance that she just finished and she's spinning off to a different city. And I was like, okay, so we were talking about, you know, your books and I think they're going to be five books. And I was like, okay, so the hero in book three, this is what we can do. And she's like, okay, okay. I mean, but no, I would never write. <laughs> never, never, never. I mean, my daughter wants to do like a, a kid's book, a children's book. And I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, I'll help you here and there with that, but I would never. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it, yeah. There are days that I think, why why am I doing it? Um, so full disclosure, I'm one of Danny's clients. So um, and just kind of backing up a little bit, when we first started, you asked what I wanted to work on, and I said audiobooks, not even my eBooks, because so it is just sort of a different focus and what you want to do. So, uh, what do you wish authors knew about marketing and PR, Danny? Um, you know, that's actually really good. I, I actually get that a lot. <laughs> so here's, here's kind of the difference. Like, I think a lot of people come to us and they feel it's just a straight promotions company. And I think that's a, that's a big, a big difference out there that there's promotion companies mm-hmm. and those promotion companies are great. And they just handle straight off events. Like if you want to cover reveal and things like that, that's, that's great. And there's promotion companies to do that. But a PR and marketing company is a little bit different. They're a company that's actually going to sit there and really, they're going to do the, the cover reveals and things like that for you. But that's just, that's just the tip of what somebody can do. Um, the marketing and the PR companies are really going to dive into your business or they should dive into your business a lot more. They should help you. Like I was saying at the beginning, they should help you strategize. They should help and they should be talking to you about what else you're going to do to help grow your business. And those are the things that I think that are, that are details that I, that sometimes get mixed up between it. A comp- between companies, between a PR company and a promotions company. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking for a true PR and marketing company, you do want that person that is going to make sure that they're, that you're understanding that you, that you and, and that person, your publicist or whoever marketing advisor has, you have that strategy and those, those plans in place. And it is somebody that you can go to with any kind of issue, like I have, I, you know, I want to grow my newsletter. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the person that's running your tours and events sometimes may not know that. So Mm -hmm. when you're going to a PR company, hopefully they do know that and you can work with that. So I think those are the differences between, or that's what really a marketing and a PR company should do. Like you should be able to go to that person and be able to strategize any type of issues to be able to grow your business. Okay, that's great. So is there anything you wish you'd known about indie publishing or working with authors before you started? Um, so before this, I was in corporate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I worked in franchising with computers. 
and IT and I knew nothing about computers and IT. And when I came to this, I, I didn't know that much about publishing or anything like that. Um, I think my, my biggest thing is I wish, I wish I would have, I think I wish I would have, you know, known how frustrating, I guess, some of the vendors can be. <laughs> so, like, just, like, the platform of Amazon. Yes. Just, you know, and, and coming from that IT background, I know things have glitches <laughs> and stuff like that, but it's still really frustrating on a release day when things don't update or, you know, it, in yeah. my experience, just doing this for years when, you know, and a client is trying to upload a book to go live and it doesn't want to go live and it takes 24 to 48 hours, but just things like that. Like if I would have known just, you know, in, in, like I said, still coming from a technology background and there's glitches, but still, <laughs> I just, it just fresh, like knowing that it just, that, that has really frustrated me the whole six years. Yeah. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and the other thing is the fact that this, you know, it's, it's ever changing with any, I mean, and you know, this, um, yeah. I mean, I know it from a buying market. There's always ups and downs. Um, but the trends change so fast. What one trope is, is loving right now is not necessarily the trope that somebody's going to love six months from now. Right. And so those are the things about indie um, that's, that's just, you know, or just writing in general mm-hmm. is just kind of crazy. And staying on top of those trends has been, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's tricky even from a writer's standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super tricky. Well, I, a friend of mine launched, I think, Tuesday. And <clears throat> Amazon's the rankings did not update all day. Like it was nine o'clock at night before her, before her ranking showed up or yeah. And that's so yeah. frustrating because you don't know if what you're doing is work, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And other people's were only updating like three times a day. Yeah. Somebody else was like two times. Yeah. I had a couple of clients like that who released on, on Tuesday and the same yeah. thing, like one, she updated, she only updated twice that day and the other one updated four times. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. So what do you see authors doing that they do because they think they have to, but they're not producing results? Everyone get your pen and paper ready. <laughs> here's, here's one that happens, I think, all the time. I think a lot of, I think a lot of, I see this in clients and I, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of authors sometimes they write a book because they feel like their readers want it so bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. But yes, but necessarily they don't want to write it. And I, and I see it sometimes because they're like, gosh, I, I have to finish this book because I'm getting some messages that they want it so bad. And sometimes I'll ask clients and I'll be like, how many messages are you getting? Oh, like there's so many. Okay. Well, how many is so many? <laughs> I get like 25 messages and I'm like, that is not so many, but yeah. I get that you feel like it's so many, but I think it's sometimes you don't have a passion to finish a book and it doesn't necessarily be like, it's not necessarily like it's a cliffhanger and you have to finish mm-hmm. it. It's just a couple in a, in a book that somebody sees Yes. And they're like, oh, I want to know so-and-so's story, you know. 
but you don't have the passion to finish that book or to write about that couple, right. but you're, you're forcing it to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that happen a lot. And I think that's one thing that I would say, you know what, if, if the story is not there, don't write it just mm-hmm. because you have 25 people telling you, you know, (laughs) right. I've seen more success with authors that are writing something they're super, super passionate about Mm -hmm. as opposed to a story that they feel like they had to write. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's one big thing that I've, I've seen a hundred percent just, you know, it's just make sure that's why you got into this, right? You got into this because you love it, but don't feel, and and don't get me wrong. There's books that people have written because their readers want it and they make a ton of money off of it. So there's that too, but I just don't, don't write a book because it feels forced. Right. Yeah. um, Sometimes. Yeah. I know that I feel, um, I hate to tell people no. And so when somebody wants the next book, I'm like, uh, well, uh, uh, maybe, you know, so I've, you know, sometimes we just have to be the big authors and say no and grow up and move on and, and, and come to terms with maybe disappointing a couple of people, but that's probably okay. I always think that, um, like Kristen Ashley is so great about it. So she's like, well, you know, that story just isn't, it's possible later in the future. Like you see it on her, like what's Mm -hmm. coming up page. Like it's, it's possible in the future. I just don't have their full story in my head yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just I'm writing like that, that down right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I've seen her do that too. Like, you know, it's, it's a possible story for the future. I just don't have their full story complete in my head. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and I've well, seen other, I've seen other people say the same thing. I've, I've seen like Megan March say it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else I know who yeah. said it. I think, you know, I think it's Kristen Kirby has said it, but, yeah, I mean, there, it's a good, it's a good out, right? Yeah, it's a good uh, approach to take, yeah. Yeah, to so where, you, oh, I'm sorry. I was, was going to say to where, yeah, you don't have to write it. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the most common mistakes you see authors making maybe in their, in their marketing and their publicity efforts? Um, so not allowing enough money for advertising. I think is the biggest thing um, for thinking that you don't have to put any money in advertising and that you can just organically reach now. That's just, that's just a really poor way of thinking um, at this moment. Like you have to be able to put some money into advertising at this point because everybody else is. Mm-hmm. So if, all of these other people are putting money into advertising and you, or you think you can organically reach to people. It's just a naive way of thinking. Um, it worked four years ago. It just doesn't work now. Yeah. So in order to move forward, the way to move forward is to make sure that you're advertising. So to make sure that you have some advertising dollars set aside for AMS, for Facebook ads, um, Instagram, Facebook and Instagram ads and BookBub. Um, and even newsletters, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the big keys when I talk to somebody, um, and they're just like, oh, well, I wasn't going to use any money for advertising. And I'm like, well, okay. 
okay, <laughs> let's chat about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's the biggest, the biggest hurdle yeah. is to make sure that you have that. Okay. So um, what's the biggest challenge you've um, had to help an author overcome? Just can you think of anything that in their marketing or PR that was just or unusual they, or different? Yeah. Or if they've had some bad PR in the past, you've had to help them turn that tide and turn that ship around. I mean, I'm mixing metaphors. But. <laughs> <laughs> They're both ships and water related though. Not I mean, point. I've had some issues with people that are no longer clients, so I don't know if I should really talk about that. That's yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> well, what's the best advice you can give an author to protect their brand? Let's look at it from the other side. To That's probably the better things. way. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say, <clears throat> I tell clients, look, type something out, sit on it for a bit. And if you feel that passionate about it, sit down in a little bit more <laughs> and then hit post. Um, you know, and some will sit on it, someone will sit on it a little bit more and then I'll delete it. I have a couple that'll still post it and it's fine um, because they feel so passionate about it and it's totally okay. Um, so those, those are the first things I, I would say. There's, you know, there's people, I'm always just like, okay, make sure that let's, you know, try not to talk about politics or, you know, religion, things like that. Again, there's some that are pretty hardcore, you know, they're going to, they're going to stick to that and that's okay. Um, but those are the, those are the big things not to get into sparring conversations with anybody. Um, those are, you know, just the big things. I've had to pull some people out of it. Um, you know, if somebody is going to email you or text you, not text, or PM you about something, don't respond. Like, it's just, you know, just just don't. Like, sometimes it's better not to engage. Um, and those are the kind of the things that I've, I've really, you know, tried to tell them. And, and those are things that are easy. You know, it's just like, just don't, you yeah. know. Yeah. On a reaction, if you give them the reaction, then they, they won. So let's just, let's just not go there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so for the most part, it's, it's been okay. I mean, there's been, there's been issues. I mean, Goodreads is probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, just don't, just don't go there. Yeah. Um, go there as a reader, not a, not an author. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, do you see any commonalities in writers who've been successful over the long haul? Um, you know, I think I'm trying to think here. I think that, you know, one is, <clears throat> one is that they're super active on social media. So I think that that's one. I mean, looking at some of the clients that I've had in the past and now that are that are successful, one is they're super active on social media. Um, they engage with readers. They are super active in just things that they they do. Um, that would be one thing. Two, you know, they're advertising. Um, they have an advertising budget that they're definitely 
using and spending. And they probably did that at the beginning, went ahead and bit the bullet and was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and spend this amount of money and it paid off for them. So they're probably doing that. Um, and, you know, they're, they're definitely, they're definitely doing things with their covers. So I think a lot of them aren't using stock. Um, the way that I'm, some of the ones that I'm looking at. So they're definitely making sure that their branding um, is consistent. So they're, they're definitely branded with making sure that each, you know, each cover is similar in look. Um, I think those are some of the big things that I'm seeing. Um, and then definitely sticking within a certain, a certain genre. So not, you know, not kind of jumping from, oh, I'm going to write romantic suspense. Oh, I'm going to go do a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go do a thriller. So staying, staying true to a certain subgenre that they're writing, um, that they're writing in that niche that they found. So those are, those are definitely things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of the successful people. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a r- urban fantasy book I'd love to write, but you won't see me writing it anytime soon. I'm staying in my rom-com lane because. Yeah. <laughs> when I have a huge staff that can handle everything. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I could do that. So you work with bloggers and bookstagrammers. Um, how do you work with them and what can authors do who can't afford a publicist right now? Um, do until they can afford one. You're like, what are some best practices for working with those guys? If if you can't afford a pupsis, I would highly recommend pulling, setting up a master list um, so that you can have some kind of communication with bloggers and bookstagrammers. Um, and you should, you know, every author should have a master list. Because mm-hmm. um, if... <clears throat> The social media went down tomorrow. How would you get in touch with people to review your books and yes. things like that? So, um, you know, get a master list, and that's how you could get in touch with them. Um, I mean, I have a master list, so <laughs> that's how I work with mine. And then I, you know, I, I really try to have personal relationships with a lot of the bloggers and bookstagrammers as much as I can. I mean, there's a ton of them out there. But as much as I can, um, you know, when I go to events, I, I try to pull myself to the side and have, you know, drinks or one-on-one conversations. If I go to a city, so my daughter has a cheer event next weekend um, in San Antonio, so I'm going to meet up with a couple of them. So I, I try to have, you know, personal relationships so, and maintain these types of relationships so I have a good, you know, just a good relationship and understanding with them. So then they can, you know, they'll help later on. And it it just forms bonds and friendships. Like I've made really good friendships with a lot of them as well. Um, But doing these for authors, I think who can't afford marketing and PR, this will definitely help. Um, Just pulling onto that master list because then you can go to them when you do have a release. Mm -hmm. That's good. How have you seen the market change? Like, over the last couple of years. Oh, wow. <laughs> How long I mean, do we have? <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to spike back up. So, 
like I've I've had this conversation with a few of my clients. So it's not, you know, the book world's not like the tire market where my husband's in tires. He works for Michelin. So everybody all the time needs tires. The tire market, the tire market's always going to, you know, it's always going to go up. Or toilet paper or toothpaste. Everybody always needs it. There is no doubt, mm-hmm. you know, the book world isn't like that. So there's going to be ups and downs and ups and downs. And you can look at the market. So you can look like back in the 90s where there was probably, there was a spark in romance and that's where Bobby O came in and there was a spike and then it went down and then we had a jump again with E.L. James and then we had some down time. Um, there's going to be another jump again. It just, mm-hmm. if you look at the ebbs and flows of how market is. So right now we're just kind of on a little bit of a down um, and it'll go up. So mm-hmm. Something big will happen again, um, and it'll go up. I mean, look at everybody's going crazy over the trailer that came out. What was it? 365 days. 365 days. I just watched the uh, music, like the song that goes with it, the soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sarah, you don't <laughs> want to watch it, but it's really okay. hot. I'm just going to tell you right now. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so that's maybe- why I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that'll be it. But, I mean, who knows? There's always got to be something that gives a push. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's there's always changes. So, you know, you saw we saw a change when KU came into the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw a change when Amazon got rid of their Kindle worlds. You saw a change when iBooks went to Apple Books. I mean, so you're constantly seeing changes in the market. Um, so... And you just kind of adjust to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's this whole thing. I think, you know, we're, we'll see another change. Um, right. And you'll see it, you know, big pickup or dip. And it just depends on what what's going on and what the, you know, what the trends are too. Right. So, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's just a natural flow of what it is. Right. Yeah. And I, I think there's an overabundance of publishing books, you know, people publish books right now too mm-hmm. yeah oh shoot sorry y'all that's my dog tug so <laughs> so um so you you sort of already answered this one about talked about a lot of the changes but do you think can you th- think of anything specifically in indie publishing that's changed like I mean it's just exploded so um any specific trends or anything you see maybe um what's coming in indie publishing or just publishing in general um no, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think there's a lot of books that are, I think a lot of people are publishing. Um, I think right now you'll probably, I mean, just, this is just me, kind of what I see, you know, kind of what I see on the horizon. Um, I see a lot of maybe mafia romance starting to kind of, starting to come out. And it could have been because of this trailer, right? But <laughs> before that, I just kind of saw an uh, just a little push of mafia romance. Um, I see maybe, you know, maybe kind of the pushback of some, or the, the bring back of maybe some more small town romance. I'm kind of seeing that. Um, and even the whole, I kind of see sports romance making a big, like a big surge again. Um, so who knows? I mean, you're, it's just different things that you're seeing happening. Um, 
So, I mean, all of that, it just kind of all, it just, it just all changes. And in people, I mean, and I look at what bloggers are wanting to, like they're, right. they're wanting, they are kind of asking for the mafia romance. They're asking for kind of, okay, what's in small town? What's in sports romance? Oh, give me some friends to lovers. Mm-hmm. Give me, you know, so things that they're asking for in that sense. Um, give me some great second chance romances. Though I, I kind of look at what the bloggers are wanting to, and that kind of helps with trends. Yeah. So would good. you say, oh, sorry, ahead. Sarah, but, but would you say, so when someone's writing, especially like in romance, should they really be thinking about the tropes when they're writing? Oh, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think tropes are, I think tropes are a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, People really stick onto those tropes. Mm-hmm. I think it's true in all um, all genres because Sarah, you guys, you know, in mystery, you have tropes that yeah. you use and stuff. That, but I think in romance, it really is because you can really sort of hang your hat on on those yeah. tropes, and that can be your whole marketing. Yeah, I think that's more like true it. in romance yeah. than yeah. some genres. Yeah. So I was wondering, do you think that like trends that come along, like in pop culture or whatever, they surge and then the book market kind of follows them um i think do you think that happens because it takes so much longer to produce a book whereas like if a movie comes out no absolutely so i think the success of taryn fisher's wives um yeah bring on a lot of that psychological thriller um because it has done so well for her so I think you will see a lot of people starting to write like that. So it was just like when Gone Girl came out and you mm-hmm. saw a lot of that kind of follow. Well, the same with Taryn. So the success of Wives and the way that that was spun through and how it kind of brought two different groups together. So it brought a romance community as well as a thriller community together and people were dying for that book. And then, the conversations around it and how well it did both within an indie community and a mass market traditional community. I think you're probably going to see things like that. Um, just like you were saying. So I think you're going to see two kinds of worlds mesh. So I think you're going to see that from the traditional side, possibly looking for books like that, as well as maybe some indie writers thinking, okay, the success of that, let me see if I can pull some type of thriller mystery that's suspenseful. Right. Kind of twisty like that. Yeah. Cause there's obviously interest there. So if you can kind of tag onto that, that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and she's done extremely successful with it. I mean, two weeks on New York times and I mean, she's top 30 Mm -hmm. USA today, both weeks, wall street journal. I mean, she'll be on wall street journal today when we look. So, I mean, and we worked with her with that. I mean, and my counterpart, Christine, did publicity for that with the traditional house in Taryn. So, um, I mean, solid, solid plan over there. But it was, um, yeah, I mean, the success for that is great. But I think you're going to see a lot of that kind of, like you said, trickle down because you see success in one. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of that, a lot more of that come out, those yeah. twisty thrillers. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking well, risk, I think. Yeah, that's a big. You know, she took a risk with that because when you mesh the, those two worlds, don't, don't generally mesh together very well. So yeah. Yeah, 
I think that's the biggest thing, you know, people kind of taking risks and that shock factor mm-hmm. plays a huge part into something doing really well mm-hmm. and, and soaring really well. I mean, um, you can look at the charts right now and I mean, Penelope Douglas, there's a shock factor value in her book there that has a lot of people going, Oh my God, you know, have you read this? And, yeah. and people mm-hmm. going to be yeah. like, okay, well, go read it. So, you know, and, it, and you can say that for a lot of the books that are in the top. I mean, I can pull it up here. So in the top 100, you, you can see that with a lot of them in there. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go to I Yeah. Books. I was going to say, while you pull that up, I was going to say that um, Gone Girl had that too, because people wanted to talk about it because right. there was like, oh, but they didn't want to, like, if they're nice, they didn't want to spoil it. So they're you like, you've got to read ending. this book. Right. You were and like, got oh my God, reading. did you read this? Because the ending, oh, wow. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. And then you want to talk to them about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same thing. So, I mean, I'm, so I just pulled up Apple, but it's the same kind of thing. So you're looking at the top books and it's, it's probably the same. I mean, James Patterson is always going to be up there, but you right. have, you know, you have some other people in here. So you have Brad Taylor, who's always up there and Jane Harper, Stephen King, I mean, so you have John Grisham. So you have the wives is up there. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, and I haven't gone to Amazon, but I mean, you're always going to have books that are going to be up there that are going to have some of that shock value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. And that are people are going to want to be like, okay. And then they're going to try to duplicate that. And some people are fast writers. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people are oh. fast writers. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like me. <laughs> so, oh. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today and we kind of giving us like a so scoop. Yeah. Um, where can people find out more about you and your company? So they can, um, I guess the best way is to go to wildfiremarketingsolutions.com. Um, they can go there. Everything is on there. So how to get a hold of us, how to link to all of our social pages. That's probably the best way. Um, or yeah, they can, that's just the best way. Okay, cool. Well, thank yeah, you so awesome. much. This has been so great. I think, I think listeners are really going to get a lot out of this and, uh, things to think about and, you know, yeah. plan for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. So, so. Thank you so much, Danny. Thanks for having me. Sure. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.